You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 115. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, how to lose your extra weight, and how to leave all those overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, I'm so glad you're here again today. Welcome back. Today, we're going to talk all about why it is so hard for you to ask for help with your weight loss so you can understand it and get past it and get that help that you need. We want to get results, right? You want to get to that end game that you're hoping for and working on. So sometimes that will involve asking for help. Let's deal with that today. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. I'm particularly excited this month, right now, if you're listening in real time, because the Freedom Group is about to open for new members again. And it's a structured group coaching experience for smart women like you who are tired of diets. The group helps you pursue your goals of eliminating emotional eating, losing your extra weight, and of course, bringing more general happiness into your life. And in the Freedom Group, we use my unique Eat, Think, Love program with me as your coach and a beautiful group of women for support and accountability. So be sure to get on the wait list because if you are and you sign up, you will get a special bonus call with me on how to be the most successful that you can be in the group. You'll find the link to the waitlist and more information about the Freedom Group in the show notes, or you can just go to weightlossmaderealcom forward slash group. So let's get comfortable and let's get ready to do some coaching. We're going to talk today about why we all need help in all kinds of different areas of life and what kind of help in particular you might need when you're trying to make a change in your life. I wonder if you know why it's hard for some of you to ask for help. And I'm going to bring you into today and help you move forward in a way that feels comfortable to you, getting the help that you need, feeling good about it. I'll also talk a little bit about how to ask for help. And I'm going to give you something to work on this week that's going to help you move past this issue and grow. So let's get started with why we all need help at some point in some area of our life. If you're doing something different, you want to get where you want to go as quickly as possible with as little time waste as possible. And you want to grow, you want a different outcome. If you keep doing the same thing, you know you're going to keep getting the same result. But I want you to think of help as a positive thing. I don't want you to wait until everything falls apart to ask for help. I want you to see the general direction you're heading in, and that will tell you whether you could use assistance. Now, you might see yourself as self-reliant, and being self-reliant is a good thing. You're independent. You have this belief that you can take care of yourself, and most of the time you do very well. But there's such a thing as being overly self-reliant. 
I want you to get comfortable with getting the help that you need. It's really a good thing. I was actually on a bonus call with the Freedom Group today, and we talked about getting help and asking for directions. And we talked about the fact that in general, this is not a scientific study, but in general in my life, what I've always seen is that it seems that females ask for help easier than men. Just picture driving in a car and you know that women now, of course, we have Google Maps and we have GPS system in our car or at least on our phone. But women typically used to stop and go to a gas station and ask for directions. And men typically keep driving around. Now, don't be offended if you're a guy listening to this. This is only my personal observation, and maybe you ask for help. But I want you to get even more comfortable with asking for the help you need so that you can get the result that you want. Now, there's different kinds of support. There's different kinds of help. There's talking to family and talking to friends. There is asking someone to just support you with what you're doing and someone to actually help you do something. And then there's feedback where you're doing something and you want to ask somebody to give you their opinion of how you're doing the way that they see it. So there's also perspective. You can ask somebody if they can see things the way that you see them, and also how you see yourself to check out the vision that you have of you that you're putting out into the world. Is that what other people are also seeing? Is there some congruence there? You can get help by reading personal development books. I used to practically live in the self-help section of bookstores when we used to actually go to bookstores. You can look on the internet and research anything that you want to help with. You can see a therapist or a coach, and you can get spiritual support. There's probably a few more types of help that I'm not even thinking about. But a lot of people who need help don't get it because they're reluctant to ask for it. They find that one of the hardest things that they could do So I want you to look backwards a little bit and look at your family of origin and think about what you learned from them about getting help. How did your early family respond to you when you asked for help? Because sometimes we want to teach children to be independent. That's the ultimate goal for them. But maybe sometimes our families value being independent to a fault where you're looked upon as weak if you asked for help, or hopefully not, but maybe you were shamed for asking for help, and that leaves a mark on you. It's also interesting to try to remember whether you could trust when you were a child that you would get what you needed. Was it safe to ask? Were your needs unheard or not responded to, or did you often get what you needed? Sometimes it might feel more depressing to ask for help and not get it, or to feel rejection when you ask and then you stop asking. Does asking for help make you feel incompetent? What is your thought about that? Because the act of asking for help is neutral. But if you're feeling incompetent because you need help and you think you shouldn't, it's that thought that you're inserting in there that makes you feel bad about yourself. I also wonder if you might be judging yourself as less successful if you ask for help. And there's also the fear that if you let other people know that you're struggling with anything, that they're going to see that maybe you're not quite as together as you seem to be, as that image you have in the world. 
sometimes when you ask friends and you both share the same struggle and you ask them for help, there's no objective voice to point out what you're doing. And you possibly can both bottom out together where you both decide to be mischievous and go and do something that you wish you weren't doing. It's like you you have company and you're both going to do the opposite of what you wish you could do. You might have a little bit of ambivalence about making a change. And if you do, it's because in some way, which may be hard to see or admit, you might just be honestly okay where you are. You might not be motivated to change. So you don't want to talk about it with somebody because you don't want them to see that you're not really going to take actions. And if you're ambivalent, you know that that means that part of you wants to change and get help and move forward, and part of you doesn't. Part of you is content to be where you are. It's also good to think about if you got help, if you went to somebody and got some opinions, got some guidance, got some support, you'd have to be then taking action and doing something that you're not doing now, or you would have to stop doing something that you are doing now. You might not want to do that. Again, there's ambivalence. It kind of forces you, if you're getting ready to go ask for help, it kind of forces you to look at whether you're going to follow through and whether you really want to do this. So it's good to look at if you did ask for help, what would you need to do or to face or to give up or to start doing? And ask if you're really ready to do that, or could that be what's been holding you back? Maybe you're very proud and you have that attitude of, well, no one can tell me what to do. And it's a a little childlike in a sense, because Really, we're just rebelling against our own self and what we really want. You might look around and think that others have it so much harder that you should be grateful for what's going well and not focus on what's not going well and the area that you need help in. Maybe you're the kind of person that just doesn't want to have to depend on other people. You believe that you should be able to do this yourself. You don't want to have to ask anyone And maybe you don't want to burden anyone with whatever your problem is. You might also fear having to reciprocate and be uncomfortable if somebody doesn't ask you to reciprocate at the same time. Because if the help is too one-sided, you're going to walk around feeling unbalanced and obligated. You might have fear of overstepping a friendship. You've had this problem for a very long time. And you think that the people close to you are just tired of hearing about it. And you might fear what others will think about you and your problem. You might just be embarrassed. So now I want to move you into the present. For whatever reason, you have been uncomfortable in the past with asking for help, with seeking help. I want you to think about right now. And imagine that you're going hiking on a trail and you have two choices. You have a trail that has signs on it that will help you get where you want to go. And then you have a trail with absolutely no signs at all. Now, unless you're into orienteering and you like getting lost and then figuring out where you are and getting to safety and getting to your destination, most of us want to get where we're going as directly as possible. Most of us, given the two trails are equal, would choose the trail with signs That's what getting help is about. The most successful and confident people are usually the ones 
who think nothing of asking for help, and they do it often, and they do it easily. They're able to show their vulnerability. It's really a good thing to be able to acknowledge your shortcomings, but I want you to be selective about who you ask and when you ask and where you ask for support so that it's most likely you can get what you need. One of the things that really touches me about the Freedom Group and the support is that I try not to work on the weekends, and I usually don't. But sometimes I'll be scrolling through my emails, and I'll see notifications from our Facebook group. And even on the weekends, people reach out and say, could somebody just talk to me? I'm just needing a virtual hug. I need some advice. I'm just not feeling good. And people will answer. People will reach out and be there for one another. In fact, I see it as a sign of growth. Asking for help in my book means that you're growing. You know that you're in new territory. You know that you need some of those signposts and you ask for them. It's intelligent. When you're making a change, you are growing and growth leads to discomfort. That's a good thing. So support and feedback from a trusted source helps you get insight that you were not able to get on your own. Now, when we help other people, it also, it reinforces our own sense of purpose. And so when you ask for help, the truth is that you're helping somebody else feel fulfilled, unless of course you're asking someone who's just not a giving person. But most people love to help other people. Don't assume that somebody should be able to see you struggling and should just jump in and help. You do need to ask. You do need to get good at asking for what you need and first identifying what you need. Asking for help opens up communication between you and other people. It really breaks down the walls because it's humbling to admit that you need support. Really important to see that you're not alone in your struggle. Whatever the struggle is, if you're struggling, it's guaranteed that someone else is too. So it helps you get what you need faster and easier. Now, how do you go about asking for help in a way that's most likely going to get you what you want? Well, Heidi Grant, who's a social psychologist and wrote a really good book, How to Get People to Help You, says that people are wired to be helpful. You just have to learn the best way to ask. She says that people love to share their gifts, and I've seen that to be true. We tend to think that when we ask for support, that those people that we're asking are having to make a sacrifice, they're losing, they're giving something up. And they might be, but remember, when someone helps us, it's voluntary. Even when we ask for it, they can say no. We don't think about what they will gain. They get a self-esteem boost from helping us. When we help someone else, we learn what we're doing on an even deeper level. So everyone benefits. But if you're asking someone for help, I want you to remember to give details of what's happening and give details of what you need and want from them. The more specific you could be, the better. So if you need somebody, let's say you live with somebody who has lots of treat food and they don't have to change the way they eat just because you want to eat less of that, you might ask them to put it in a cabinet, not because you're afraid of it, 
not because you're afraid you'll lose control, but because you don't need to be reminded of that food every single time you walk in or through the kitchen. So you're telling somebody exactly what you need and why in a nice way. I also would tell that person why you, and you have to know this, why you chose to ask them for help. I need your help with blank because you blank. Don't worry about that old even Steven game. You do not have to be 50-50 all the time. Thank yous, of course, are appreciated. And I want you to be open to helping other people. But life is not a 50-50 balance. Sometimes you will require more and sometimes you'll be on the giving end more. And the more you give to others during the natural course of your life, the more comfortable you'll be with seeking help yourself when you need it. Another author I like who's written a lot about this is Brene Brown, who you may have heard of. She's written several books about vulnerability. She also does TED Talks and she's a research professor. Here's what she says. Vulnerability is the core of our shame and our fear and our struggle for worthiness, but it appears it's also the birthplace of joy and creativity and belonging and love. We are all imperfect and you're wired for struggle, but you are worthy of love and belonging. I love that because asking for help, it definitely puts us in a vulnerable position but vulnerability is good. Renee says that we shouldn't view vulnerability as a sign of weakness, but as a sign of strength. It takes courage to ask for help. We see this in others before we're able to see it in ourselves. Think about how you'd react if a friend came to you for help. Would you scorn the friend for asking for and needing help? Of course not. You would be empathic. You might be sympathetic and you would figure out what you needed to do to help them. The risk of not asking for what you need is that you get isolated, and then you ruminate in your own head, going around and around with what you've always thought, what you've always felt, what you always do, and the result is you stay stuck. So this is how and why I want you to get comfortable with going after what you need. Now let's talk about your action step for this week. Here's what I want you to think about. And remember, it helps if you write it down. Where in your life are you holding back from getting support? And if you could think of where that is, what is stopping you? What if help could allow you to move past a roadblock that you have and get what you really want? So I want you to uncover the thoughts you have about why it's wrong to get help. And what could you tell yourself instead about that reason that's stopping you right now? How could you think about it differently? Think if there's someone you could go to to ask for help. Just consider it. Maybe you might make a physical or a mental list of people that you could go to for different things, for different reasons. Our family and friends are good at certain things. And certain things we might need to go to a professional for. But you know best which friend will be encouraging to you, which friend will give you a little tough love, which friend will just comfort you. When you know what you need, it's easier to figure out who to go to. That's it for our coaching session today. You know what you need to stay focused on, and you know exactly what action step you'll want to take this week. 
Remember, if you'd like help from me to end your emotional eating, the place to get that is the Freedom Group. So grab your spot on the wait list in those show notes, and I hope to see you soon in that group. That's where we can take what we talk about here and personalize it for you on a much deeper level. I do hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that habitual overeating habit step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.